are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621, at LockedWFTPod, at LockedWFTPod, and as well... You can uh, read uh, Sports Illustrated, SI.com, Washington football coverage there, video, written. We do the podcast here. We do the radio on 106.7 The Fan and the Radio.com app. We're all over the place. The Warpath magazine, uh, available by subscription to Washington football team fans. Uh, Please check out uh, all of the different places that keep me running. All right, so let's get to it Um, right here on the show. Coming up, you're going to hear we played a very small taste of Chase Young after Monday afternoon's practice at FedEx Field, his first time playing football at FedEx. He said he went to an Eagles-Redskins game and, you know, the old team name. I don't know if we've asked him whether or not he grew up a fan of the team. I don't think he did. I think he grew up an Eagles fan. I could be wrong on that. Um, but I, I thought that's what I read somewhere. Um, but I just haven't had the guts to ask him because, you know, yeah, we've talked to him twice in the last week, but we don't have constant access to him because of all the the rules and um, and all that. And it's kind of a weird question to ask Uh, somebody not that it matters I mean clearly he's very happy to be here and there was a cool little video that uh, came from um, FedEx Field on Monday that the Washington football team put out where he's hot chasing Dwayne Haskins who's rolling to his right I think it was on his roll right bootleg off a play action uh, to Marcus Baugh for a touchdown first of two on the day to Marcus Baugh in that period Um, but I couldn't quite tell because it was just a sideline angle but it was a really cool video Uh, So you should definitely check that out. All right, let's get to the news of the day, and that is the Washington football team actually did a really cool thing here. Uh, And I, I, you know, I I guess I should have been thinking that they were going to do it, but for whatever reason, I wasn't. There's been a lot to cover. There's been a lot to cover, I can tell you that much. Uh, But what they're going to do is, and what they've already done, is rename a street leading up to FedEx Field, the entrance to FedEx Field. Now, for those of you fans that have been to FedEx Field, you know there's three different exits you can come in on. Uh, Then there's different back ways that you can come in on. So... They didn't make the street name clear in the press release. So we don't know exactly which street it is. I think Joe Gibbs already has. uh, I think I drove on it on Monday, if memory serves me correct. I believe it's called Joe Gibbs Way or Coach Gibbs Way or or, or something to that effect. Um, And that is one of the entrances into FedEx Field. Um, and again, I drove on it yesterday, getting to practice, uh, or Monday, I should say, depending on when you were listening. So what they did was they named the official address of the Inova Sports Performance Center, the former Redskins Park, as 21300. That was the same and old you know, number of the building. 21300 Coach Gibbs Drive 21300 Coach 
Gibbs drop. So it's going to stay the Inova Sports Performance Center in Ashburn, even with the readdress, if you will, and the new signage. And obviously, the organization is trying to do everything they can to disassociate themselves with the former name and be creative and true to their heritage and history and people that are popular makes all the sense, all the sense in the world. Um, So I don't, you know, I mean, I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's kind of convenient timing, obviously, with everything else going on that they try and go for the big PR splash. And maybe you could have waited until next week. Who knows? Uh, But I mean, I think it's a smart counter because I think some fans, if not a lot of fans, kind of be, you know, oh, that's a nice thing. Oh, you know, unfortunately, it's not one of those big splashy things that lasts for long that distracts everybody enough to get them off of the bad stuff. But it is what it is. Now, we told you on our last episode, which we put out late Monday night because um, of a personal situation, I got involved in a car accident on my way home from uh, FedEx Field, uh, and that you know kind of ruined my, my schedule and my timing. It was supposed to be in much earlier. Uh, I'm okay. Uh, car's a little damaged, but we'll be all right. Um, we told you on our last episode that the NFL was taking over the investigation to Dan Snyder. Now, again... One thing we should once again make clear, the NFL has been involved in this. The NFL has not just been sitting on the side of the road and just watching and not doing anything. They've been pulling the purse strings here. While Dan Snyder's taking victory lap after victory lap, they've been pulling the purse strings. They have been in charge. What people in the media and fans didn't understand last week, we tried to point this out, the NFL has been upset for a long, 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 long time. It is to their interest to get this organization figured out, straightened out. And it is a mess. Financially, it is a mess compared to other big market teams. It's not a financial mess in terms of like, oh, they're losing money. But compared to how much money they could make, it's an eyesore. It's not only an eyesore, it's a double black eye for the league, for Washington, D.C., for Dan Snyder, what Dan Snyder represents what the Washington organization represent is a representation of the National Football League, of the Shield. It's an embarrassment. A powerful, politically correct and connected and powered city like Washington, D.C. needs a strong representative. It's one thing to not be good on the field. It's another to be a toilet bowl, a cesspool of controversy. And that's what this organization and this owner has been for a very long time. The bottom line is they can't get a new stadium, in part because nobody wants to do anything for the owner. Nobody wants to help him out. You don't think the NFL realizes this? You don't think the NFL sees this? You don't think the NFL thinks this is a really big problem? You're not paying attention. We've been trying to scream this for years. The NFL is involved. The NFL is upset. The NFL has been more than upset. Now, I personally think it will probably lead to more of a heavy, heavy, heavy fine. Maybe in the neighborhood of $5 million and a suspension, perhaps. Six months. I would do a year. Whatever. You know, maybe you can find a, a way to bridge the gap. I don't know. One season, I'm not sure. But here's the bottom line. They can't just, you know, 
fine Dan Snyder a million dollars and a compensatory draft pick. That's not going to be good enough. That's just not. And they can't walk away and say, well, we didn't find any proof that any of these allegations exist. That, that's not going to be good enough either. Because then the NFL is going to look really bad. And so is Beth Wilkinson in the law firm. All right. So uh, another thing to kind of cover before we uh, take our first time out and we hear from Chase Young uh, and we will get to Dwayne Haskins is this Leonard Fournette, the former Jacksonville Jaguars running back, cleared waivers on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, as many thought he would. I, now, I thought he would clear waivers because of his salary. Apparently, Jacksonville is trying to void uh, that contract, or it was void because he got suspended like two years ago, and now he's going after it, but he had to be let go. So I guess the contract wasn't guaranteed anyway. But no team, I don't think, was going to claim him at his contract level, which was, uh, I believe, like the cap number was like four and a half, five million, or whatever it is. Now that he's cleared... He can be signed by any team. So I think he's going to go to a situation where it makes the most sense for him. Now, I don't see it in Washington with Adrian Peterson here, with Ron, uh, Rondé Barber, with Peyton Barber here, with J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson here. I don't see that. But I can't 100% rule it out. The other news and note item, if you will, that is of potential interest, Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, apparently the Saints and he not close on a deal. They've been working on a deal, and apparently the Saints, if somebody is willing to pony up a first-round pick, would be willing to trade him. Again, Alvin Kamara is a super talent. The Washington football team is not ponying up a first-round pick for Alvin Kamara. It's just not doing it. And Joe Mixon got himself a big old contract extension, I think four years, $48 million, uh, and... Um, uh, and Detroit locked up their big left tackle uh, for a long time as well. All right, so there's a bunch of news and notes for you coming up next. You will hear the rest of Chase Young after his debut performance at FedEx Field for Monday. I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. All right, we're brought to you by Built Bar. That's right, guys. BuiltBar.com is your place to go. If you're into working out and then eating healthy afterwards, right, you would never say, eh, let's go get a chocolate bar. Well, now, guys, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to do it. You can have that chocolate bar if you have a chocolate Built Bar. That's right. They have 18 total flavors, 12 original, including peanut butter brownie, which is my favorite, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. salted caramel, which is really good. I had those. Mint brownie, still have a box of those. And peanut butter, you can't go wrong with peanut butter, plus a bunch of other fruity flavors that you might like, plus six new flavors, including lemon almond cheesecake and cookies and cream and caramel brownie. So 18 total flavors, 100% real chocolate covered, soft, easy to chew, think of a Milky Way type consistency, and they're great for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for keto or any kind of diet. Just give you an example, the peanut butter Built Bar has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carb. All right, so you can get a free cooler with a purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. 
All right, it is Chris Russell with you here on the Washington Football Team podcast, and away we go to Chase Young, this number two overall pick, made his unofficial, official, official, unofficial debut at FedEx Field on Monday. How did it go? Chase, just uh, what was it like to first time being out there on that field? Uh, it felt good, man, um, just knowing, um, you know, I think I'm about 12 minutes away from my house, so uh, it feels good that, um, you know, I can just come back and play. Um, you know, where I'm from, it just, it just felt good, man. Um, long time coming. Um, in terms of just being out there, obviously it's now a few days since you since you had the injury and you clearly have looked pr- pretty sharp. How do you kind of feel now about your game? I know a few days ago you said you weren't quite 100%. How do you kind of yeah. feel right now? Yeah, I feel good. I feel about 97%. Just still taking care of it every day, um, doing everything that I need to do, uh, you know, so so that it just keeps improving day by day. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying – that's, that's my, definitely my number one um, priority right now is just to get it to 100%. It, what was it like being out there, no, no fans, piped-in crowd noise? Uh, yeah, how, how's it going to go this season? Uh, I feel good. Um, you know, if it feels just like a scrimmage or practice, it, then that's how it feels. But, um, you know, I feel good out there. Um, I feel comfortable. Um, so, you know, it's always uh, good to move around. And, uh, you know, it, it just felt good out there. Can can you evaluate where the unit is at right now compared to where they were when camp started? Yeah, I think we're um, a lot of steps ahead um, of that. Uh, I would just say, uh, you know, we, we got better with our detail. Um, you know, our technique, uh, we're learning uh, Coach Del Rio's um, technique and defense. And, um, you know, we still got a long way to go, but uh, right now I think we look pretty good. Hey, Chase. I was noticing that you had a rep where you basically got to Dwayne, but he was able to kind of escape and throw it to Steven Sims along the sideline. He came over and gave you a little bump. Um, how was the friendly competition between the two of you and just in terms of your relationship? Uh, it's, it's real good. Just you know, I, I, I would have got him right there, you know. Like, we can't touch <laughs> quarterbacks. Can't be, you know, in the facility of a quarterback. But, <clears throat> uh, nah, um, every day is fun. Um, every day is just uh, – you know, I love to compete. Dwayne loves to compete. Uh, we all love to compete. So, uh, you know, to have, uh, you know, one of your real good friends, at quarterback, and, uh, you know, be able to compete against him every day, that just, uh, you know, makes you even bring more juice um, every day. You said you weren't opposed to working your way up into a starting lineup position or putting yourself in the position to do so. And I've certainly noticed you with the ones recently. How much would it mean for you to start week one and the home field, too? Uh, it, it definitely means a lot, man. Um, you know, and 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 a lot um, because of you know I'll be playing on this field, but really because you know it's something that I worked for my whole life, and uh, you know to be able to go out um, you know and, and start I mean that'd be just a blessing, but uh, you know right now we're just worried about getting this defense corrected, getting my hip right, um, so you know that, that that that's number one priority. Thank you, Chase. Hey Chase. Um, for everything that's gone on so far, obviously COVID probably kind of put a wrench into how you thought things were going to go. But for the most part, from getting drafted to just off-season workouts, working with your team mostly during training camp, has everything kind of gone how you expected? Or are there any things or certain lessons maybe from a vet that stick out to you um, that you've kind of taken to heart as you get prepared for that season opener, which is so close? Um, uh, I know RK, uh, Ryan Kerrigan, he tells me every day, um, always reminded me, uh, like, you know, he always asked me questions. What, what, uh, what did I do for my body today? Um, so um, if one thing I could take from, you know, being in camp uh, my first year is, is the, the strain on just, just, just taking care of your body. Um, 
And, uh, you know, they, they tell you that in, in college and, uh, you know, in high school. But um, I feel like when you really get to this level, um, that's when, uh, you know, you, you really understand um, that you, you really got to take care um, of your body. Hey, Chase, I'm wondering, you know, you talked about being like 12 minutes away growing up. I mean, what was it like all your childhood you having this NFL stadium right here? And did you always wonder what it would be like to ever be out there on a field in that place? Um. Definitely. I, I went to one Redskins game coming up, uh, um, and that's when they had played the Eagles. Uh, and um, I mean, it was that was it was it was an exciting game. Um, never thought, uh, you know, I, I would be here. Uh, you know, being at the young age, I just you know, it's crazy. But you know, it is what it is, and you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm ready to go. Does that have any feeling for you today, stepping out here, or is this just a practice and it doesn't mean the same thing? You've played in big games and all that. Well, today, the whole, um, you know, the whole process, um, getting on the buses, getting to the facility, I tried to kind of treat it um, like I was in a, a game. It was actually a game day. Um, I tried to get my mind right. Um, I tried to uh, just do everything um, prepared, just like it was a game, um, you know, in terms of locker room, in terms of uh, warming up. Um, to just everything in terms of how I that first play on the field is it is it as fast as as I can go. Um, so that that was really my mindset going in today. Got time for three more. Hey Chase, going back to yesterday when you had that tackle on Adrian Peterson at the goal line, went on Twitter and a lot of people got really excited. Did, did that moment stick out to you, or did that just feel like another snap in training camp? Pretty normal thing. Uh, definitely another snap, but just a note. Uh, you know, it's Adrian Peterson. Uh, you know, that's the first ballot guy. Um, I mean, you know, a guy that I watched growing up in middle school. I mean, I just get excited to practice every day because I can go against him. Um, so it was, uh, but I mean, the play, the actual play, you know, it was just that's football, um, just another play. Um, you know, AP, he run hard. I knew he wasn't going to stop. So I said, I might have to tackle him. So that's what happened. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning. Hey, Chase, uh, I mean, obviously you missed a lot of time, but now that you've been back for roughly a week, how do you feel kind of that chemistry between you guys on the defensive line and, and doing some of the things that you're going to need to do, either with stunts and twists and all that stuff is kind of coming yeah. along? We definitely uh, got real comfortable. Um, uh, I feel I feel real good about, uh, you know, where we are right now. Um, I feel uh, real comfortable uh, out there. Uh, so, you know, I feel like um, – you give us what two more weeks, a week, and a, a few more days. Um, I think uh, we, we could definitely put our best foot forward. Last one, guys. Chase, you're talking about how this is you want to treat this like a game day and get your mind right. I wonder how you do that. How do you lock in? What's that routine like? Um, it's really just got to go into a different, uh, different zone. Uh, you know, you put the helmet on, I, I'm not Chase Young anymore, I turn into something different. Um, so that's how I have to think about it. Um, you know, when you're on the bus, you just locked in. Uh, you focus. You're thinking about. Um, you're thinking about. Uh, I, I think about stuff I need to do. Uh, stay low. Get off the ball. Use my hands. Um, big first step. Just just little little tips that I just keep on my mind. So you know that first play, and uh, you know going into the game. That, that's some things that I do. Thank you. All right, that is the number two overall pick, defensive end Chase Young, meeting with reporters, including. The Locked on Washington football team podcast. You may have heard my question in there towards the beginning. All right, when we come back, 
and wrap up the show, we'll hear from quarterback Dwayne Haskins, a part of that conversation with the media also after Monday's practice at FedEx Field. Next. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. It's great to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. We finish up the show with Dwayne Haskins, a part of Dwayne Haskins, the starting quarterback, we think, unofficially, now. Going out there today and being on that field, how different do you feel than the last time you left this field as a player? Um, it's a good question. I haven't thought about it. Um, just going back on the field, I just felt a whole uh, different uh, sense of uh, urgency, excitement, uh, being out there with my guys and uh, being on the field first time with Chase was something that um, we always talked about and dreamed of. So um, I felt surreal. I'm looking forward to do it for the first time in a couple of weeks. I was kind of always been wondering through this camp, what has Ron Rivera done for you think the most as a player, or just as a person in general? I just think that Ron has done a great job with me, just the attention to detail and uh, self-awareness as a, trying to be a leader of this football team. And he's done a great job just uh, being very hands-on, very hands-on in my development. And I appreciate him a lot for that. Hey, Dwayne, how would you, now that camp is over, how would you look back and evaluate what you've done over the past couple weeks? Uh, well, I just look back on camp. This the start of camp. I just wanted to come in and just show how much work I put in this offseason. And I'm um, just trying to do my best to you know, master the offense as much as I can on a daily basis, um, be a, a presence in the locker room that's you know trustworthy, and uh, be accountable to these coaches and um, these guys out there on the field with me. So I'm um, just trying to do that every day. I feel like I've done that pretty good so far, and I'm hoping that it pays off. Are there any pass catchers that you've kind of developed a chemistry with that you now feel a little more comfortable with than you did a couple weeks ago? Um, definitely uh, with uh, Dontrell, a uh, guy who's played with a lot of veteran quarterbacks before in the past, and uh, he's came in and done a great job as being a veteran in, a, in that receiving room. And, um, of course, Terry and Steve, those are my guys. And um, I think Cam Sims came on strong a lot um, in the last couple of days at training camp. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see what happens with these roster decisions. But uh, those guys have uh, made a lot of great connections with me so far. Hey, Dwayne, uh, Ron was mentioning he, um, you and Scott Turner had a, a little communication issue, I guess, during one of the periods or maybe two of the periods. Are you at a point in this offense in your development where you're comfortable enough if something like that happens starting a week and a half from now that you can do what you need to do if the communication system goes uh, awry like it did today? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I think more so the process today was just realizing that the um, headset went out. And um, I went to a play that we usually call during our two-minute drill. And um, just being aware of those situations when a mic could go out or, you know, if something happens where you can't get the play in as fast as you want to and having a go-to or a few plays that you know the offense knows and, you know, getting into a good spot. So I'm um, just trying to play those game-like situations. And uh, today I came up. Hey, Dwayne. Uh, the biggest question, I think, of this season, and, and Ron's talked about this, is whether or not, you know, you can show, hey, I'm the franchise quarterback and kind of take that mantle. Do you feel like you're in that, that position and that offseason has given you the chance to, to come out here and show that you are? Yeah, I mean, um, when I got drafted here, I wanted to show that I was a franchise quarterback here and uh, things had happened that had, you know, made some uh, changes around here. So with this new coaching staff, I just wanted to show them how much I love the game, um, how great of a leader that I want to be and uh, how I can be reliable in situations uh, to make the right plays and, um, you know, essentially get some wins. So um, just trying to keep proving that and, and get into a game and like you know, like situation where I have to go showcase that. And I'm looking forward to doing it and uh, keep proving it over and over again and uh, be a guy in this area. Like I said, being from here, has a lot of pride for me. And I'm um, just excited to keep working and, and getting this, this thing rolling. Are there a couple of adjustments that you've made this offseason that have put you in a, in a better position to do that? 
Um, say it again. Hey, have there been any specific adjustments you've made this offseason that you feel put you in a better position to, to come out and show that? Um, I would just say that um, this, you know, growing up and being more mature and, you know, being two years removed from college, you kind of know what works for you and what doesn't. And, you know, just trying to figure out a good workout regimen and plan for me to take place in, in order to showcase that, um, you know, that I'm, I'm ready to go. And um, I did that this year, and I think it's shown on the field and looking forward to doing it in game action. The confidence that people said you're showing that you feel, where have you noticed that the most in your game when, you ha when you're having that confidence? Um, probably just trusting um, the throw at the top of my drop, um, you know, getting to a certain part of the read where I know it's there and last year where I might have, uh, the window's too tight, move on, or um, I don't like it, or I got my, you know, um, moved off the read too fast. And now I'm going to feel like I'm back there, more confident, more patient, um, understanding of the concepts and what defenses are showing me. So I'm able to uh, attack them the most effectively. So that's something I feel I've got a lot more comfortable with over the last couple of weeks. And this is two part. Why do you feel you're more comfortable there? And then also, if you could run down that interception, Ron talked about it as a learning point for you. Um, but so that's two questions, not necessarily connected, but why do you feel that way? And then what did you learn from that pass? Uh, if I had to say about that pass, it was like a cover two look. Ron um, gave me a, um, a nice slow uh, press and release out on the outside. I left the ball a little bit um, underthrown, uh, not thinking that he can get there. But at that throw, I never thrown that throw in camp yet. So that was my first time with that rep and um, just trying to get that throw out there so I can get out to the seven cut a little higher, a little further so that he can't undercut that ball. And then um, just as far as um, being more confident, just you know, trusting the guys around you, um, being more confident in myself and what I can do and my abilities and knowing where I can and cannot put the ball and you know, trusting my God-given talent. And um, that's something that I feel as I play more ball, the more um, effective I'll be with making those wild plays and then being able to make the check downs and the, the smart plays. Dwayne, was there a point in camp or even earlier in the offseason where you just started to feel more comfortable out there? Like it just kind of clicked and maybe you weren't thinking as much on the field? I felt more comfortable during um, this training in the offseason. Um, from the first day we started practicing, I just wanted to show, um, you know, this new uh, sense of confidence that I had and um, just being able to um, get guys to rally behind me. So that's something I've just been working on is showing that I can get guys to play at a higher level and get guys to compete and um, win games. Um, I always felt like I was a good decision maker. Um, I just think that the biggest thing with decision making is knowing um, when a defense is making you check the ball down or knowing that defense is baiting you into doing something that you're not supposed to be doing, but making it look good so that you can try it. Uh, that's something uh, you just got to get a feel for the game of. And um, just knowing that um, not to bypass reads for bigger throws or uh, to try to buy more time in the pocket to make bigger plays. Um, there's times for that, of course, during the game, but not thinking that every time you catch the ball uh, from the center, that is a touchdown or a big play. Just playing the game is probably something I learned a lot, not only from playing experience, but also from Alex as well. Um, so that's probably something that I feel just have a more sense of uh, awareness on. Hey, Dwayne, how weird was it not having fans there, having the piped in crowd noise? What was it like? It was weird. Um, kind of felt like practice back at the Horseshoe at a college when we had crowd noises and the fight song and stuff, and there was no fans there. But it was loud. Um, I think the biggest thing is just trying to make the game feel like it's still a game-like atmosphere with no fans in the stadium. And I felt like we kind of did that today just with the excitement and, you know, having um, that sense of being in the stadium. So um, it, was just, it was a great experience just to hear for the first time have crowd noise, um, you know, hear the headset on the mic with, the, you know, having to talk a little louder in the huddle. And uh, just being um, 
a little more aggressive and being more um, demanding out there with the, the noises out there. All right, and that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. So coming up this week, of course, media limited in terms of what we can see, individuals and one-on-ones and all that stuff and stretching. So we'll have a lot less access and information in terms of what we see in practice. But, of course, as we crank up towards the regular season, everything takes on a greater emphasis. We'll also get to talk to Jack Del Rio and Scott Turner and Nate Katzer, I think one each day. So make sure you stay locked to the Locked On Washington football team podcast. We'll have it all for you covered as we take you right up until September 13th and the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm Chris Russell. Adios.